Hey there, friends. Welcome back to our Start With Peace series, where we're talking about the main reasons why most Christians experience a lack of peace in their lives. This whole series is based on my newest devotional prayer journal, Everyday Prayers for Peace, which you can purchase now anywhere books are sold. Last week, we talked about how to discipline our minds, keeping them stayed on Christ. And the week before that, we learned how to stop stuffing a worldly definition of peace into a biblical one. I highly recommend going back and listening to those if you haven't yet. But today, we're going to talk about problem number three, which is not building a firm foundation. I'm Brooke McLaughlin, an author, speaker, teacher, and small-town girl from the mountains of Appalachia. Over the years, I've had the privilege of encouraging countless moms toward a richer prayer life, helping them catch a vision for the partnership God invites them into as they become praying moms. Prayer is action all by itself, and our prayers can impact the people we love most for generations to come. I created the Million Praying Moms podcast because prayer is one of the most overlooked parts of Christian parenting today. Let's change that together. My goal is to help you see prayer not as a last resort, but as your first and best response. If you have questions about prayer or motherhood, if you need help taking the first steps toward a praying life, or if you want to know how to pray for specific needs affecting our children in today's culture, you're in the right place, friend. Prayer warrior or mom who's just starting the journey, all are welcome here. Let's get started. Before we jump into that, though, I want to take a second and welcome my co-host for this month, Stacy Thacker, back to the show. Stacy, what is new in Florida land? Well, you know, it's interesting. We've had a little bit of a snap of cold weather. We're, you know, we're not braced for this, Brooke. I might need some some tutorials from you. You might uh, need some socks. I'm, <laughs> let's just talk about the socks. I just want, if, if people, if they're not of the Southern blood that I am now currently carrying, I finding socks at our house is always a challenge. They never match. And it's not like I don't buy them. They just don't match. And it's it's only embarrassing like when you go to the airport or something and you've got your socks and you're like, yeah, I live in Florida. So it's been a little chilly, but I do enjoy it, but only for like a moment or two. I don't do it well, but you know, we're, we're going to be okay. We're, we're going to press on. We're going to suffer, suffer well, and we'll get through it. And the sun will be back out and it'll be like 75 next week. So it'll be fine. Oh, man. I think I'll come down there. When we're recording this episode, we are in... Well, we're getting ready to go into probably one of the coldest cold fronts. So you're getting it. We're getting it too. It's just going to be a lot colder. It's supposed to be like two, I think, one day over the weekend. Like I, I like, I know, like I like cold. I don't mind cold. And I think we are supposed to get some of the white stuff with it, which would be great to have a white Christmas, but like two, come on. Like I, I don't, I don't need that. I'm I'd okay. Be okay with that. So. so we have, I've seen the data that there's like a 30% chance that there could be like white stuff falling in Florida. And wow. so um, it's like, so you're saying there's a chance we could see snow. Now I'm fine with without, you know, I've lived it. I'm over that part of my life, but my kids just haven't enjoyed it. And, and if we do get some, it would be, it wouldn't like accumulate or anything, but it would be interesting and kind of fun and magical, I guess, in its own way. But yeah, that's what's going on here. But you know, it's going to be fine. We're going to get through it. We're, we're going to grab our coffee and we're going to dig for our socks and we're going to cozy up. And I'm going to hope that my kids have coats that have some level of warmth 
and we'll survive, Brooke. And then you guys will all make fun of us and it'll just feel like normal. So it's going to be good. I just have to tell you, like we, you know, we live in the mountains and my children currently do not have coats that fit them. In fact, they just, well, I will say this, they actually do now. We bought them some for Christmas. So like they have them, but they will never wear them. Like they don't like that. It's a, it's a battle that I choose not to, not to fight okay. because they it's hate not wearing just coats. Me. No, it's not just me. Okay. It's all right, not. good. I'm glad we're here for each other in that way to yeah. just say, you know what? It's okay. You just do your best. <laughs> Mama, just take this note, do your best and just trust the Lord. That's what we're doing. That's what we're talking about today. So let's yeah. dive in, Brooke. I'm anxious to dive in today. It's not the reason to talk about cold weather, but we're going to be talking about actually, I think a really important topic. And as we turn our attention to this, why we lack peace in our lives, because it's something you and I explored as we co-authored our book, Unraveled, Hope for the Mom at the End of a Rope. And there's a chapter in Unraveled that you wrote called When the World Presses In, where you interviewed a dear friend of yours named Tracy Lane. Tracy um, is the mother of Jarrett Lane, who was a student who was killed in the Virginia Tech shootings in 2007. Um, You grew up in church with the Lane family. And so this interview was very special to you. And I actually remember you and I were discussing this and you said, you know, I think I'm going to see if Tracy would talk to me and share the story so that we can share it with moms all over the world. And I remember when she said yes, that just packed with it. Not just we were so grateful, but we also knew it was going to be hard for her and for you to walk through that interview. So this is a very special discussion that we we are very grateful to have. And I um, just want to give a special thank you to Tracy for sharing her story with us and how we can kind of point people to it today. But t- talk to me about that and how that was for you and what that conversation actually produced in you and in the lives of, I think, thousands of other moms, because she was willing to share that story with us. Yeah, I've always been so grateful to Tracy for being willing to talk about it publicly. You know, we all go through difficult things, but Tracy's journey was very public. It had to be the whole world knew about what happened at Virginia Tech. And so there was no way to We all have a private response and a public response, right? But her response and and the responses of so many parents, other parents and loved ones who lost someone that day were very public and very, you know, very out there. And so I was really just grateful that, that Tracy would allow what happened to influence other people in such a positive way. And, you know, it was a very special interview. I remember it well. I remember stopping outside of her house. My husband dropped me off. And he prayed for me before I went in because I was already kind of emotional, you know, as I was getting ready to walk in and Tracy and I both cried at some point in the interview and, you know, her, her whole family, we, like I grew up in church with them. Her two daughters are special to me. One of her sons-in-law right now coaches my son, my youngest son in basketball. Like we live in a small town. It's, it's just the way that it works. And Tracy has been a special supporter of my work over the years as well. And I think One of my favorite things about this story is the way that our small town stepped up in such a big way for the Lane family when Jarrett was killed. It's one of the things that makes me most proud of where I live because our town just did some amazing things for them. This is real life you know, someone you're close to that you've done life with and are continuing to do life with. So um, I I love the ongoing nature of the relationship. Um, You shared a verse, or actually, I think Tracy shared a verse that kind of framed the thoughts for this particular chapter and how this relates also to our everyday prayers for peace discussion. And the verses are from Luke 6, 47 through 48. And I'm going to read them so our listeners can hear them as well. And um, it says, everyone who comes to me and hears my word, and does them. I will show you what he is like. 
He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. Mm, That's good. Talk to us about that, Brooke. Yeah. One of the most important takeaways from my conversation with Tracy, and there was a lot, there was so much that we shared in the book Unraveled. There was also a lot that Tracy and I talked about that night that that didn't make it into the book because you only have so many words, right? But one of the most important takeaways from that conversation was that before the tragedy at Virginia Tech happened, she had already built a firm foundation in her life. She had built her life on the rock before Jarrett was killed. She spent her life leading up to that horrific time serving the church, spending time in the word, and consistently growing in her walk with Christ. You know, my almost 18-year-old Stacy has lots of questions about his faith. He is a believer, but he has all these questions. And I, I remember every time he comes to me with a question, I remember thinking, yeah, that's I was kind of in that same stage around the age of 18. And even at 44, I still have questions that I don't have answered or that are important to me. But as many as could have been settled, Tracy had already settled you know, before Jarrett was killed. So these these questions, when we go through a really difficult time that get hurled at us, you know, from the world, where is God in this? And all of those questions that assail us when we have to deal with a tragedy, Tracy had already settled the answers to many of those before this time happened. And she was able to cling to the truth of God's word because she had already seen him prove himself to her over and over again throughout her life. I know that Tracy never imagined that her years spent pursuing a deep relationship with Jesus would need to prepare her for losing her son in such a horrific way. But then isn't that the point of it all? None of us knows what the day will bring or when the storms will come. We look at our children um, and we dream of what they might become. You know, like I've got this teenager that's getting ready to graduate from high school and and we're thinking about all the world that's going to be opened up to him soon. And we try to put them on the right path. And, you know, but do we ever really entertain the notion that they might not grow up or that they might not become who we thought God made them to be? No, we don't do that at least not for any length of time, because it's just too painful to think about that. We just, we can't allow ourselves to be there for any length of time because it it hurts too much. I am so excited to tell you that in the month of February, the Million Praying Moms Patreon family will be diving into part two of the book of Psalms, praying through this amazing book given to us by God for such comfort and strength together as a family. The Psalms remind us of who God is, and they give our hearts the strength to keep believing when it seems like the world is falling apart. And if all is well in our worlds, the Psalms prepare us for when it isn't. Get your 25-day prayer calendar that guides you through the second part of Praying the Psalms for your family today by visiting millionprayingmoms.com forward slash pray dash the dash word dash challenge, or just find the link in today's show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. I think it kind of this echoes also a little bit about what we talked about in the last episode, but what I'm noticing about this verse in particular, that it talks about building that foundation, but it says, when a flood arose, when the inevitable, I hate to say they use the word inevitable, but when, it doesn't say if, 
it says when. And so I think leaning into the scripture, we're not saying that you're going to experience the same thing Tracy experienced. Most likely you will not. Most of us will never experience her particular storm, but scripture is clear. There is a win for all of us. And so we talk about applying it to the idea of how do we build ahead of time so that we have the maximum capacity for peace in our lives? What does that look like as we apply the building a foundation and actually grabbing onto that peace that God is offering to us as we walk through those storms that are going to inevitably hit us? Mm -hmm. I think we can boil it down and just say the reason we don't have the kind of peace that stays with us through the best of times and the very worst of times is because we haven't built that firm foundation. And I want to say too, like, I know I've had many people over the years say to me, please don't just tell me I need to spend more time in God's word, or please don't give me another thing to do right now. Like I have a very long to-do list as it is, And I don't give me another, I've even had people as I've spoken to moms say to me beforehand to kind of prep me, don't give them one more thing to to put on their to-do list. They're already overwhelmed. And I, and I get that as a mom, I get that. I understand what that feels like, but that always puts me in a little bit of a difficult position because the reality is that there's only one way to build a strong relationship with God. And that is through the reading of, the study of, and praying through God's word. There, like, I, there isn't another way. There, it's just not. There's not another way. And so, please hear my heart. I'm not trying to add to your to do list, but I am trying to add to your to do list. Does that make? Does that make? I guess what I'm saying is maybe for me in my own life, it's been a reprioritizing of my to do list to make sure that that is at the top of it. And it requires time. It just does. It requires time to understand and know God's word. It requires even more time to know it to the point that when the storms hit, our reflex is to run toward God's word, not away from it. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it, friends. We are not going to have that kind of peace that, that Jesus already gave us. He already died to give us that kind of peace if we don't build our houses on the rock now. And it's important enough that I would tell you not to wait until tomorrow to get to know the God who loved you enough to send his only son to die for your sins. Don't be content with just believing the basic tenets of the Christian faith. Commit to learning more about what it means to live those tenets and walking out the Christian life day by day and be okay with the fact that there may be things about the faith that you don't understand right now, but that God may show you and reveal to you more and more as you get older. You may have questions that are unanswered right now or things about it that don't feel quite right, but God can prove himself to you over time and he can prove his word to you over time as well. Well, you know, talking about God's word is one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, I just, I love it. I have learned over my life, Brooke, that the more I know it and read it, the more I need it. Like you would think, oh yeah, I've arrived or, you know, after, I don't know, 30 some years or more of being diligent to be in God's word, I keep learning new things. One of the things I was thinking about this week, I was walking my dog and I was kind of talking to the Lord and praying through and thinking about things is I'm less prescriptive on how you do it. 
then I, I used to be like, you have to do it a certain way. And now I think it's more, not so much that, hear me, let me verbally process this very quickly. I want to tell you to get into the word, but more than that, I want the word to get into you. And I don't know that it matters how you do that, what that looks like. And you and I would, could talk about this for a whole nother episode as a mom, as a busy woman who's working and all the things is that there are different seasons in your life that that's going to look differently. And so there's and time okay. and it's okay. There's and yes. what's such a huge blessing for us in the times that we live. There are so many ways that you can get into the word, but getting the word into you is what's going to make a difference and give you a Tracy Lane response to when the storms hit you, because it's not just that you're sitting and reading your Bible. It's that you can recall what is in your mind and in your heart and what God has spoken through his word to you. It's that you can recall it. So maybe for you, it is listening to the Bible on an app. Maybe it is sitting down and do an inductive study. When I have a lot of time, that's my favorite way to learn. But also there's nothing wrong with devotionals. Hello, we're promoting a devotional right now. I, I am not going to tell you if you do better with a verse and a little bit of an explanation and you can, if that gets into your heart in a particular way, please get into God's word. That's what we're saying is get into the word, let the word get into you because there's not a substitute. And Brooke and I would both tell you it takes time and years, but anyone can start today spending time in it, studying it and just making it a priority, making it a value, um, make it something you value. We, we make times for the things that we care about. And so if it seems daunting to you, hey, this book is perfect to get you started, but you can pray about it. You can come to the Lord. He's so sweet when we confess our struggles to him and we say, you know, Lord, I want to make this a priority. Help me to do that. He loves to answer that prayer. And I know, and Brooke can confirm this, that the Bible will begin to come alive for you in a fresh way when you come to him honestly and you ask him to speak to the different situations in your life and ask him to give you the guidance you need to follow Jesus. We're just saying to come to the word and say yes to him. And then commit to obeying it because that is how Tracy and how Brooke and I would say that we have built a firm foundation now and watched how it changes the amount of peace that we have in our everyday lives. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I, I, the only thing I would add to that is that when you do the work now, the word will be rooted deeply in you. There's a scripture that says, I've hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. And you'll be surprised when you go through things, as you take the time to be this kind of person, how the Holy Spirit will just bring back the verses that you need at the right time. But they can't do that if they're not planted in you. So we're just saying plant. Plant for peace. That's a good one. I like that. Well, friends, today's show, I, we could go on and on, but we, we're going to, we're going to just pause here until the next one. Today's show is based on the newest devotional prayer journal from Million Praying Moms, Everyday Prayers for Peace. Parts of it were taken from the book Brooke and I co-authored together, Unraveled Hope for the Mom at the End of a Rope. You can grab copies of either book anywhere books are sold, or you can learn more about both books in the show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. Till next time, friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Million Praying Moms podcast. You can connect with other praying women by following us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or at the Million Praying Moms website where you'll find tools to guide you as a praying mom. And don't forget to download your free copy of my resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children. 
This quick read will have you praying God's Word for your family within the next couple of hours. Seriously, find all the links you need at millionprayingmoms.com. There's nothing in this world that He cannot do if we truly allow His love. We can do nothing without Him. Anything that we do apart from Him is not something that's permanent. We all need His grace. That's everybody. We are all broken people yes. on our way to a place that we believe is, is waiting on us in heaven. You can find more of Bridges with Monica Schmelter at lifeaudio.com. In Christ, we are all one family. Amen.